Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. We appreciate all of you out there in the Better Way community, and thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, we're going to talk fungicide. We're going to talk about maybe some things that we should just be thinking about. What are we going to do here as we head on into this last stretch of summer and try to push that crop? So if I was going to title it, it would be fungicide, yes or no. So what are those things that we have that are favoring the use of fungicide? Well, one of them would be that we know there are certain hybrids that are more prone to certain diseases, and therefore we have to help them. They may be a great hybrid. They may produce really well but they also may be very susceptible to certain things that need protection from. And so if we have some of those hybrids that are prone to some of those diseases, and I would encourage you to take a look at using a fungicide, what else would favor that? Well, as we know, later in that plant's life, if we have a lot of moisture, way adequate moisture, then we know that we run the risk. That's the perfect, the perfect scenario is high humidity, good moisture in the field, and that gives that good opportunity to grow and those diseases that we're wanting to stop flourish in that circumstance. Now, if we're going to apply a fungicide, guys, I just received a letter from Bex here the other day. Again, you guys know we're not trying to push you to any seed company because that's not who we are and that's not what we do. However, I do push you to read the research data from Bex. Why do I do that? Well, There's a lot of interesting data that comes out of their PFR work, and I like it because they don't have a dog in the fight. They're not trying to tell you to do anything. They're not trying to say, you know, use this product or don't use that product. They're not trying to prove something. They just take the products and they study them. One of the interesting studies that they have done that I like very much is a couple of studies that they've done on fungicide. One of them would involve at what stage do we need to be applying fungicide? And it was interesting because they had studied R, was R2, R1, R2, and R3. And one of them showed a significant increase in profitability. If you're interested in which one it was, give me a call, 641-919-1206. Send me a text or dig into the BEX data for yourself. They've also done some very interesting work regarding what time of day gets you the highest economic return. Now, guys, I realize we're talking about some pretty intensive management here. We're talking about things that are not necessarily easy. And over the course of these next five, six episodes, I'm going to talk about a lot of things that are not easy. But the fact of the matter is we have to come to grips with the fact that good and easy are not brothers, just like good and cheap are not brothers. As a matter of fact, good and easy probably aren't even cousins. The fact of the matter is, we've got to do it the right way. You guys know I'm sitting at my desk right now, and on my desk pad right in front of me in red ink, it says, it's never wrong to do the right thing. That's one of our ruling things in everything that we do in our life. It's true also in how we spray our fungicide. It's never wrong to do the right thing. It's never wrong to get the right time of day. It's never wrong to get the right stage of the plant to get the maximum economic return. Guys, I just want you to think in particular about how it is that you're going to do this and how it is that you're going to make additional money for it. 
specifically in fungicide here, I want to put something in here and talk, first of all, about what some of the companies want you to do. You know that I feel very strongly that no matter who you're buying something from, and if that includes us, it includes everybody that you buy from, I think it's acceptable. As a matter of fact, I think it's almost necessary that you say why. Why am I going to spend the money to buy this product? Why am I going to spend the money to do this practice? Why am I going to spend the money? What's it going to get me? And you know that no one, in my opinion, should ever be upset because you ask the why. There are some different companies out there that are wanting you to put fungicide on really, really late. It is my belief that one of their reasons to do that is, is their fungicide has a very short window. It doesn't work very long. Again, I think the overriding thing to look at here is what is the best time to do it for you. It's a fact. Everything that happens in agriculture is good for somebody. The question is who? And so we want to make sure that it's good for you. If someone wants me to put a fungicide on, but they want me to wait till really late, just because their window of working is short, then that's not best for me. That's just what's best for them. And we have to think about what's best for you. Don't be afraid to use something different from somebody else. You know, if their stuff doesn't last, maybe we need to get a different fungicide with a longer window of effectiveness. Sometimes we want to say, well, why not a VT? Guys, we believe that there has been a lot of energy around, a lot of things looked at, a lot of things that are studied, that when we're spraying, we do not want to be spraying any kind of a non-ionic surfactant between V12 and VT. Now, sometimes in a corn plant, we get to R1 before we get to VT. We still have to wait for VT. R1 is emerging silks. VT is full-blown shedding tassels. We want half of that field, 50% of that field, blowed open shedding pollen before we go out there with any kind of an insect, or excuse me, with any kind of a non-ionic surfactant. Do I believe strongly in using a surfactant? Absolutely. I think every acre should be sprayed with a product that we have called Rainfast because it will actually make the chemicals in the water go to the backside of the leaf and you get a lot more effectiveness if you cover both the top and the bottom of the leaf. However, we don't want to end up with arrested ear syndrome. And it has been told to us throughout the industry that arrested ear syndrome can come from using a non-ionic surfactant previous to VT. Now, so what does that mean? That means if we get to VT and we've got tassels, we can go. Whether or not we have silks is not important. You know, sometimes you get silk first, sometimes you get pollen first. Doesn't matter. What are we looking for? We're looking for VT. We're looking for 50% of the field in that stage of blowed open tassels. I also want to spend a little time here talking about fungicide and tar spot. You guys are a tremendous blessing to us, and we obtain information from you, and we try to pass that on, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And when I did a live video on tar spot, I'm going to put a little blurb in here about it too. Tar spot is something that started first noticed in 2015 in seven counties in northwest Indiana. Shortly thereafter, they found it in 10 counties in north-central Illinois. Today, I just read something here on Monday, I think it was, and they have found tar spot in 75 of the 99 counties in Iowa. 
it's spreading very rapidly. The main problem with it is, is we don't know a lot about it. Of course, everybody and their dog takes the opportunity to try and sell you something. And I'm not trying to sell you anything about this, except I want you to do some digging. I want you seeking information. I have yet to see data showing that fungicides work on this. And if you're going to use a fungicide, I would highly encourage you to have them show you the data where they showed that it worked or to put you in contact with some people. We had one individual who made a post on the Facebook page saying that they had found a fungicide that they believed to be effective against tar spot. And so I would encourage you to have that chemical company show you why you're going to do that. Tar spot is a really bad disease. It's going to cost you mega yield. And we don't want to see that ever. But what we really don't want to see is you to spend mega money and still lose mega yield because what we had didn't work. Guys, I'm very upfront. My thoughts on this, the, the things that I'm thinking about, that we're exploring, that we're trying to do, they are theories right now. I do have a very good agronomist whom I hold in very high regard, a great friend of mine, Kellen, and he is doing a lot of work on this right now, and they feel that copper and sulfur are making the biggest difference in fighting tar spot in their area. So they're applying copper and sulfur. That brings me to this. I am all for using fungicides to cover a whole host of problems and diseases. I am also all for soil testing and putting on exactly what we need. Guys, it is no secret, it is well known that an absence of copper or a low level of copper invites disease in. Copper is a disease package. That micronutrient is very important in plant health. Also, potassium is going to help with that. We want to do those things that make that corn stand, that make it repel the bugs, that make it repel the pests, that make it as healthy as possible. That's what we're after. And so that's why we push the soil testing so hard in the spring or in the fall, applying exactly what we need in the spring and making sure that we're doing the right thing all the time. Every micronutrient is important. Every macronutrient is important. Every secondary nutrient is important. When I work with guys and they come to us and they say, hey, you know, we've got a budget constraint. Here it is. What we're thinking about doing is we're just going to cut boron clear out. That is not what I want. If we have to save 10% on the budget, then let's cut everything back 10%. Let's cut back the starter fertilizer. Let's cut all the micronutrients by 10%. Because eliminating one micronutrient leaves us with a glaring, glaring, glaring limiting factor. And we don't want that. So guys, fungicides, absolutely. But let's make sure we're using them judiciously. Let's make sure that we're getting some bang for our buck. But let's make sure that in the next spring, in the spring of 22, that we do everything we can to reduce our need, our dependence, and our reliance upon fungicides. Let's do that soil test. Let's put on the right starter fertilizer. Let's put on the right micros, the right secondaries to give that plant as much of a healthy start as we can. In regards to this tar spot thing, I can only say this. In any aspect of life, the weakest always get sick and hurt the most. And so what we want to do is make sure that we don't have the weakest plants, but we have the strongest plants, that we have the healthiest plants. And then we want to say, okay, we're going to use the fungicide. We've decided that's what we want to do. We've decided that's what we need to do. Let's go after it, but let's make sure we're putting it on at the right stage of the plant. 
Don't be afraid to ask the guy selling the fungicide, what's the best time of day to apply this? Don't be afraid to ask him, what is the best stage of the plant to apply this? We don't always get it perfect. We've got too many acres to cover, and we may not get them all exactly at the right stage. But at least we know what we're gunning for, and we do our best to meet that. And if he doesn't know those things, then find someone who does, please. And I encourage you that a great place to look is in the Beck's data. Take a look at what they've done. Help you to make decisions that make you more money. Guys, thank you for tuning in. If you find what we say to have value, we would really appreciate it if you would give us a rating on the platform that you're listening to the podcast on. We would love it if you would share this with a friend. We would love it if you haven't followed us on the Facebook page to go to the Facebook page, A Better Way to Farm. Guys, we appreciate you so much, and we really do hope you're having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.